One. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Causing and Rackets. 2024. It's 2024, players. How are you doing, Justin and Macy? I don't know what happened. Good, good. Just got back from Brazil. Uh, ready to get into this cold weather season. No. So we should move. I do not remember. A long time. Second we semester. I like that. Happy New Year's to both of, to both of you. Quick, quick catch up. How was, how was your New Year's, Macy? Where were you for the festive season? I love it. I was uh, adventuring around New Zealand um, for a couple of weeks, which was awesome. Hiking, bungee jumping, all the fun stuff. So feeling good for the second semester uh, back in San Diego and about to fly to New York tonight for the Milton Point Cup, which is happening this weekend. Justin, you said you were in Brazil? Yeah, a bunch of uh, paddle players were down there playing beach tennis and padel, hiking and doing all the things on the beach in Brazil. So it was good. Amazing. Um, when do you get into New York, are you gonna, are you filming the uh, the live stream? We are filming the live stream for Milton Point Cup, but more importantly, how did um, Brazilians respond to having a ginger in their land? Was it highly? It was definitely, it was definitely highly unique to them, as I am. <laughs> Not only pale white, which is, you know, definitely sticks out, but 6'4", red hair also. It's really hard to not see me in a crowd. Uh, oh, yeah. My Portuguese is so good I can say thank you. So at, le- at least I said thank you to everybody. So what you're saying is if you need to flee the country, that's not the place that you're picking. Did you just use the term superpower no, for Mark Powers? I don't think i well, though. <laughs> I love I, it. I, well, I welcome back, purpose. both of you. We're getting, uh, we're going to gear up for this second semester, the second half of the APTA tour season. But before we get into that, why don't we do a little recap of the first half of the season? This is, uh, I haven't spoken to you guys in, in a while. I missed you. I, this is my our first time catching up. Right? Super pumped, but we didn't. The last time we left off was after Long Island, I believe, and there was there was one other tournament, but I'd already checked out to uh, to New Zealand, so I left you guys stranded. And she, and she, pretty good result too. Yeah, and and Macy won. Yeah, that's maybe, a pretty good result. Maybe that's the secret sauce. We we shouldn't film with you right before you. Uh, no, we did. Yeah, we didn't. That's maybe that's a secret sauce. But but let's chat a bit about the first half of the season. How how do we think it went? What were some of the fun storylines that that came around? Give give us your your view from a player, Macy Mace. What how did you think the first half, the first semester went? As you say, not at all. I'm excited for the second semester. Second semester. All right. Cheers, players. I mean, I think the biggest thing on both sides is like just a lot of new teams or pairings where like it wasn't the same thing as last year. So like you could see a lot more challenges. The men's side, it was, I thought it was going to be Chris Humphreys and Felipe's year. So it was tough to kind of see them not do as well as I thought. So maybe the second half will be better. We got the pairing of Ram and Martin. They didn't do as well as I thought they do either. So it was kind of like, Nice to kind of see some things that you weren't expecting. You know, some newer teams have come in, like Wong has come in and made like a huge, or Ong has come in and make a huge like 
blast with like even with different partners. So it's been an exciting season to see all these different things. Mark, what are you what are you thinking about? I I thought <laughs> I think that the first thing that comes to mind is it the tournaments had a had a pretty good level of excitement or just buzz actually on site. You know, I, I th- obviously there was COVID year and and paddle tournaments in general have always had a good buzz, but it felt like there was like this sort of revitalized energy, especially from some of the newer tournaments like Baltimore and everyone's just kind of, you know, stepping their game up. So I, that the first thing that came to mind was like the, it felt like there's a lot of excitement around having tour stops and, and having the live paddle and just an appreciation for it, which is, is super cool to see. And then I think the, the storylines you mentioned are spot on. The, I think the women's side, the, it wasn't as one side dominant at all, which is, which is really cool to see and a couple more players in the mix. Men's side was, was pretty, pretty wild west, as we mentioned. Definitely, it's the second half of the season and, and we've kind of spoken about it before here is really where things uh, get serious, right? This is when Macy's hoops get get bigger and <laughs> she gets a little more focused. But that, I think, even more so on on the men's side because this is when we generally see some of the the elite teams come into play more, like a, uh, a Hughes and Powers. I saw that they're signed up for Atlantic Classic. So that's when I think now things get even more interesting and the guys that that maybe did very well in the in the first semester, it's now there's some expectation. So we see how they sort of rise to the challenge. So I think I think the first half was was exciting, um, and there's a really good buzz, and it's it's sort of setting up perfectly for this the second half of the year. They played Chicago. They lost in the final there to to Graham Kwan, and they lost in the. Final. I don't think so. I th- no, I don't. I don't believe so. I, I think so. it's yeah, like Grand Prix it. second semester. I know that they're doing... I love it. I like it. Just flying it's it in there. I think I know that they're going to do... They're doing the Grand Prix, so Detroit and Short Hills. And then I'm 90% sure that they're doing in the Indianapolis Open because, I mean, it's Indianapolis, one of the the hotbeds that produced the the great Macy Elliott. So I think they just trying to go pay their homage, but I know that they're, that they're playing that one. I'm, I'm pretty certain. And that might be it before nationals, but yeah, that's, I think the, the outline there's, Oh, I didn't even realize I, I thought there was a woman's role. Maybe they'll let you in just as a courtesy, because I mean, you're, you're local. It makes you and Bernard Schumann could go. I heard you've been having a lot of practice matches together, so you know it might be the the only way the to go. Girl. So second half of the season, it's actually as we said, kicking off this weekend. The Milton Point Cup, which is women's only only draw, is in Westchester, New York, and um, I saw the draws already out. It's a it's a good size draw, um, lighter on on all the top teams. I know you're not playing Macy, but Hanish Sabori are number one seed, and then we have Anika Lalic on the the other side of the draw, which which will be fun to see them battle out if they get there. But what are you what are your sort of thoughts on this second half of the season 
as we get into it, Justin, what usually have you seen historically change? What fun stuff happens here? Well, I feel like you get some really cold tournaments. So you see, you tend to see like tighter matches, which is nice. I feel like we had some pretty epic matches in the last couple of years, like in the uh, the winter months where people were going three, third set tiebreakers, things like that. Mm. So I think the weather will be a huge factor in the storylines. And then some of those teams that were maybe not gelling as much in the beginning, I think this is the moment where like it makes it maybe easier because the game slows down a little bit. You could talk more. Decisions aren't made as quickly. So we could see some of those newer teams gel a little quicker maybe. Do you think you get some closer matches come the second half of the year due to the weather or due to people just getting sharper? Like, as we said, this this hot, this second semester matters a little more. You've had some touches. What's your thoughts there? For, for you, Macy, what colder weather, as we've mentioned, this, this is January, February, can be brutal months. Boston Open's not on the calendar this year, but one of the Grand Prix is going to be in Detroit in January, which, I mean, you can't imagine it's going to be it's going to be warm. What what changes on your side? Do you actually prefer this? Is it what? Talk us through that. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't bite as much when it's colder. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was a great. Was, was that Detroit? Oh, there was a great, great clip, Justin, uh, on one of the s- stray cameras. I think she may had played like two matches already. And she was like serving to herself or doing like hitting against the screen just in the corner before she went on for like semifinals. I was like, what are you doing, Bill? Oh my gosh. What's, what in your mind changes with, with this weather play-wise, Justin? I mean, I think you're usually trying to think about how to take advantage of the screens now that you know they don't come out as far. So when you go for those screenshots, you're maybe looking for like a softer roller versus a harder one just to kind of like make the players bend a little lower knowing that they have to dig things out. And then when you're serving, you typically want to go slower because it stays lower. So you can get to net, make those volleys a little easier. Like, like when Maisie hits that serve in the winter, it's way more effective, right? Just because having players hit up on a ball versus hit down on a ball is always what you want. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then you're dealing with balls at your feet a little more often. Fair, fair to say in the the first half of the season that we saw slower teams have not more success, but more than maybe they were they were usually have. Fair statement. So this colder weather, I think where this is where teams the teams that struggle in this weather are teams I think that don't drive off the deck very well. The ones that really relied off, um, you know a little too much pace off the the back screen and and screen driving. I think that they tend to struggle in this weather because they're not going to get many of those looks and they can't be as, as slow and and patient in that regard. And then definitely those, you know, the underhand serves, the, this flat push by Macy Elliott, that stuff's always more effective in, in this colder weather. And it does tell me if, if you think I'm wrong, the, the spin maybe does spin less, but when you do, when players are getting that short ball, they it seems like they can end the point a decent amount easier with a, a short cutter or 
a drop shot just because it is so cold, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the reverse effect. Now all your drop shots and shorter shots become more deadly. And so that's a good note for people people at home is maybe this is your weather to try more drop shots and, and things of that nature. Maybe maybe save the cutter unless you're really feeling confident, but it's this is the weather where it's a lot more effective just because the ball does not bounce quite as much. What I um I'm glad you agree with with everything I say there. It's it's a good it's a good feeling. What is your tournament schedule? I I need a, I need the, the year to start with some with some confidence. So thank you for that. What is your playing schedule looking like, Macy? Nationals. That's that's uh, that's what everything kind of culminates. Yup. So that's where everything kind of comes together, and and everyone gets a little bit more excited. And this is, I guess, where the tournaments carry more weight, not in their points necessarily, but like your your victory last year in in nationals, Mace. You guys had a, a couple tough losses leading up to that. Some amazing results too, but say the Short Hills final, you had a tough loss or an amazing match. Tough loss against Gabby and Roxy. Same thing happened in in Boston um, against Charlotte. They were epic. So tell me how, and on that note, sort of tell me how this the second half of the season in your mind can kind of set up teams for for failure or for you know winning nationals because I don't know that I don't know that we would have counted you out, but I think it was Lynn's maybe first was it her first year? Or that was your guy's first year as a t- yeah, but it's I don't think you right. So beginning of the season, even after the first half of the season, it I don't think it's anyone was picking you to win nationals, but then you went on this road of some really great matches, some tough losses, and you sort of figured it out. So what do you think the second half of the season kind of can set a team up for? I guess, I mean, like how much can change in this sort of second half of the season, like in terms of getting confidence, in terms of figuring out small things between partners, like what, and I mean, you sort of said it, you, you peak at the right time. Like how, how calculated is that? How much is it just like putting yourself in the right place at the right time? Hmm. <laughs> we, we show up in the second semester. <laughs> what, what have you seen, Justin, in terms of this ramp up to nationals and teams getting confidence just, Historically, watching what is what's been something that how you've seen progression and and just momentum go on a team side. Well, I think you especially how you know those teams that have that have been together a year or two. They're like they're looking at other teams and trying to think about how certain shots affect their team and how to like play against them. And like Maisie said, I think like they're experimenting kind of that first half of like okay, like there's this thing that they do to us really well. Like how do we like neutralize or eliminate it? So you practice these different ways to do it. I mean, famously, I think it was George Wilkinson who figured out blocking Mark Parsons roller to the Nick was like the key to kind of playing that team 
Mark and mm. Johan much better. And we saw that we've seen that used like a ton. People like have learned to block rollers versus letting rollers go to the nick just because of the effect it has. Mm. So like you see things like that that come out, I think, a lot. And I think that's why you have those teams that kind of like make a burst run at nationals because they've like they've had like two full semesters to learn yeah. everything for the final exam and they just use everything they've learned and take advantage of it. So it's an exciting thing to see that kind of happen because it happens every once in a while where you find a team like just kind of makes a, a sprint towards the end really well. And I think this might be the year where we can see a, a bunch of different teams do exactly that. Um, so speaking of who, Justin, who's sort of your, your storylines or teams to look out for, for this second half of the, the second semester? Um, what's some fun, fun things that you're excited to see happen on the women's and the men's side? I think Gabby and Ellie still have like the potential to be that team to like win the race at the end, like both super talented they have high-level experience on two different spectrums. Ellie, like, high-end tennis. Gabby has played paddle at the highest level. So, like, combining those together, I think we could find that team really being almost a favorite at Nationals by the time we get there. Mm. Uh, I think on the guy side, Alvi Salazar and who's the third person that's in that little... Nunez, the love triangle. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting watching those three and then kind of figuring out which one do you think would be the best combo for nationals. And then whoever's left out, like they're still super talented. So whoever they grab, can those two teams like split kind of be like two like dark horse favorites to win it? Hmm. Just because I, everyone hasn't seen enough of their style just because they've mixed it up so much with each other that I don't think you know what you're in store for when you come to nationals, depending who plays with who. Mace, what's your, what are your storylines or teams are you excited to, to see this second semester? Mm. Making promises. I like it. Making promises. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I think on I'm on the women's side, I'm I'm excited to see Anika Lalic. See how they can pull it together. They obviously started the season with with a bang, winning the Montclair Open, and then they they didn't have sort of the results that they would have wanted to. But I think the upside for for that team is pretty high. Also excited to see if Sakura Morgan can can maintain the the, the great results and, and how they sort of fare up in in those bigger moments leading up to nationals like a short hills I think short hills is a really great time to sort of test the test the waters and, and gauge the temperature of, of what's happening so um, I'm, I'm excited to see what what those two teams how they respond in, in those moments and how they piece it together on the men's side what's that? We, we lost it there for a second, Justin. Um, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get Macy Mace back. But on the men's side, I think, you know, I was, I was speaking pretty highly of, of Philippe Rams's potential and game going into the season. And obviously it's, it's, it's still there. 
it, I don't think it converted to necessarily the results just yet, but it, I, I'm, I'm pretty interested to see how that team can piece it together going, going into the season and if they can get some momentum and just figure it out as a team. I know you you think pretty highly of of I mean everyone does of their skill level. Uh, yep, what do you absolutely. what do you think for what do you think sort of missing for a team like that? Is it just like reps together to to figure it out and and work out the kinks? I think there's two ways to look at it, right. It's when you have two talented players on the same court, like figuring out that balance of like how to like not overshadow over overdo. That way the other partner doesn't kind of like try to like do too much as well. So finding that balance, I think when you have two talented players is tough and takes time. And I think the other thing is just like getting the reps uh, with the same person. Mm. I mean, they haven't, they kind of mixed it up. Like I think Rams and Boston have played two tournaments. Yeah, maybe three, but two for sure. Yeah. And Montclair and... Chicago and Philly. So they played mm. three. Oh, wait, did he play Montclair? No, he did not. Yeah, so two. So, I mean, they haven't played together a ton. So I think the back end, you'll see a lot more opportunity for them, uh, whichever pairing goes together for them to play a little more. I also, I'm also excited to see, you know, obviously Johan and Steve, how they how they piece it together and how they bring it. <laughs> Macy's back. Okay. You, you were mid question there before you cut off. Do you remember what the question was? Then we move, we move on. I was, so I was just saying that I'm excited to see how Johan and Steve sort of bounce back the second half of the season. You know, they, I, I think they obviously played They They were lost in both finals and it seemed just a little like they just weren't that clean, which obviously they're they're doing a lot. Um, and they're about to open a, up some pickleball facilities in Boston. Um, so obviously they've got their entrepreneurial grind on. But it'll be they're at the end of the day they're competitors and the number one team. So I don't think they can sit too lightly with you know losses that they don't feel maybe should happen. So it'll be cool to see how they respond. I'm also excited to see how. You know, if the Hughes and Powers come back, can they beat these teams that have been playing a lot as easily as maybe they used to? Just because they are that good, or does, at some point does it catch up where you've got to put in sort of play a couple more tournaments in the first semester, um, and you won't be able to just catch up? It'll be that'll be something interesting for me to see how that all all unfolds. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the bonuses they have together is even they played together long enough over the years, and John's such a good lefty. Like even those newer teams, it's gonna they're gonna be seeing a different ball coming from John that just kind of gives them a, I think a, a great advantage to start late, just because they have that like aspect that like you can't practice for as much. That's a great point. Maybe that is a part of the superpower is you don't get enough looks at them throughout the season to to get comfortable um, by the time the big moment comes. Just, yeah, I didn't even think of it, but that is good. <laughs> I like that. That. Is, that is his next shirt. I like super, Mark, super powers. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I think it's, 
it's going to be a pretty exciting second half of the season and it can go a lot of different ways. So I'm excited to, uh, to do these recaps with you guys each week. I'm glad that glad we're back on track. I'm glad I'm seeing those pretty faces again. What's that, Justin? Said 2024, the new us. 2024, let's go. Um, for those at home, tune in to the Milton Point Cup happening this weekend. If you are near the Coveley Club in Westchester, go down and watch. It's it's open to the paddle community. All the paddle tournaments are always a good vibe. And I'll throw in a plug for the Atlantic Classic as well because that is especially a good vibe. Any place that Louis Volclair gets his hands on, you know it's going to be a party. So if if you're in town, you definitely need to save the date um, for January 20 and 21st, the Atlantic Classic taking place at Ridgewood Country Club. It's going to be a Louis Volclair special. <laughs> That's all from me. Anything to add there, you two? Let's go second semesters. To the second semester. Here we go. Drinks up. Cheers, Cheers. players. It's great to see you again. Peace.